Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. Happy New Year for 2022. This is the second show of 2022, the first main show. Last week's episode was really a Happy New Year message to you. In this week's episode, I explore whether you need to make New Year resolutions. New Year resolutions are renowned for failing. People make New Year's resolutions. We're bombarded by emails saying, make your New Year resolutions. And yet so many of them are failing. Why would you bother, therefore? However, the resolutions that you make can be life-changing. So making resolutions can be a very powerful thing. When did you resolve something that then changed your life? I will share a wonderful technique to ensure that a resolution that you make is successful. That, of course, is if you choose to make a resolution. I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you shouldn't. You don't have to. The question is, will it be of benefit to you to do so? Stick around. I'm passionately confident that you will get value from this discussion. This weekly show is founded on the formula SA plus P equals success. Your self-awareness added to your passion will guarantee that you are a success. The best definition of success I have found is this. Success is the progressive realisation of your worthy ideals. Not the achievement of them, but the progressive realisation of them. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous quote, The unexamined life is not worth living. So I aim in this program to inspire, provoke and motivate you to examine your life and your day-to-day decisions. For more details about my background, listen at the end of the show. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket. Red, the colour of passion. This is the reddest red I could find and I wear red so that when you see red in your day-to-day living you are reminded of passion of the power of passion and reminded of the question that I ask you are you pursuing your passion are you working on discovering your passion each week in this show I explore one big idea that could change your life And there's just one big idea because there's a chance that you will remember it. If if we have too many ideas, we don't take action, we get confused, we can't remember. And if you can't remember the idea, then you certainly won't be using it. Each week I share some simple and practical resources with you that I have found helpful in my life journey, in the life journeys of the many clients with whom I have worked, and 
which resources could be relevant and useful in implementing the big idea. Resources such as lyrics of a song, a book, a spiritual tip, a quote, a health tip, and some humour. After all, life was not meant to be taken too seriously. This show is not politically correct. And I love certain addictions, including coffee. Oh, mm. oh. Addictions such as coffee. Um, exercise. I'm addicted to reading. I'm also addicted hmm, to some un, uh, unmentionable in polite company addictions. You'll just have to guess what they are based on my previous shows. Hmm, wonder what they are, Julie. This show definitely subscribes to the view that we have a spiritual life. So if anything spiritual offends you, then this show is not for you. My promise to you is that I do not include anything in this show that I don't believe to be true or that I don't believe is of value to you or that I don't believe is possible to use or harness or benefit from. So what's happened in the last three weeks since our last major show on the 19th of December? Well, Christmas came and went. Lots of presents. I hope you got lots of presents. Lots of eating, lots of drinking. Even though we're in the lockdown capital of the world in Melbourne, we managed to have some practical, enjoyable Christmas celebrations and New Year celebrations. I mentioned that in the New Year message. We always go to a fancy dress party. I was a pirate of Penzance and Julie looked wonderful as the Virgin Mary. The theme was musicals. So I was in Pirates of Penzance and Julie was in Jesus Christ Superstar. Over the period, both Julie and I have been working quite hard, but a little bit less pressure because there are less phone calls from people. But certainly um, the emails keep piling in with all of the stuff with which we are involved. The COVID madness around the world continues crazy decisions made by many governments and bureaucrats in melbourne right now there's a whole hullabaloo about novak djokovic and it just shows you the stupidity of most people's understanding that they criticize him for having an exemption when he's already had when he's already had c19 and he has natural immunity so it just reinforces to me what a nonsense is going on. And the best demonstration of that is that governments right around the world refuse to have any debates by a vast range of experts with whom I am involved on the validity of whether there's an emergency and what the proper treatments are. And as soon as government stops wanting, as soon as government prevents proper debates being held, you have to be suspicious, and I promise you there are no debates happening. There are experts wanting to have debates. They're not happening. I urge you to question, hmm, why would that be? If 
we're interested in the science. I say governments are not interested in the science because they will be shown to have behaved very badly indeed. I'm not going to worry about why. I've explored why. I'll explore why in future episodes as well. But it is outrageous what's happening and the theft of your freedom that is happening. What is amazing is the masses that are accepting of this nonsense And I come back to this question, if governments won't debate the science, then you know there's something fishy going on and there's lots of fishiness going on. In the meantime, I am heavily involved in various groups, global groups, including the World Council for Health, of of uncovering the truth, of sharing the views of experts, of running legal cases, of fighting World War III because that's what I consider this to be. I support public demonstrations. I support pushing back against government dictates. I think governments are behaving very badly. Julie and I also run a weekly program called FOAM, Fighters Opposing Autocratic Maniacs. If you would like invitations to these Friday night events for an hour for interesting mental and spiritual vitamins all about C19, let's know and we'll add you to the invitation list. It's an exclusive invitation list. And whilst all this is going on and whilst all this work is going on, all this partying is going on, I assure you I have maintained my addiction to exercise and exercised almost every day. I will continue to do so. I also disclose that I know Novak Djokovic personally and his commitment to health and excellence is most commendable. I honour his courage in standing up for his principles as I honour yours when you stand up for your principles and you are free to fight for your principles. Now to today's big idea. Before I do, I invite you to visit our websites, coves.com, charlescoves.com. Subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and discover more about the self-awareness and passion quest that is available at the Charles Coves website. You can also download the manifesto and other valuable resources. It's a happy new year. It's 2022. Certainly won't be difficult to be happier than the last couple of years, but it won't be happier unless we take steps to make it so. When a new year comes around, my inbox fills up with large numbers of happy new year messages, which is great, and also advice to past New Year's resolutions and how to be successful this year and and what you should be resolving to do. Many messages urging you to create resolutions. The question is, should you? Do you need to? Just because lots of other people do it, lots of people talk about it, is it right for you? It seems that many people talk about resolutions, but gosh, the the February news will be full of people who have not fulfilled their resolutions. How do you decide whether to actually resolve something? Just like I'm resolving to have a sip of coffee. 
how do we decide? How do we? How do you decide about anything? This is a vexed, not a vexed question. The simple rule that applies is that you are a widow. You are unique. Regular viewers and listeners know that I talk about weirdos. I'm a weirdo. Julie's a weirdo. You are a weirdo. Nobody on the planet is identical to you. Nobody on the planet has had your identical set of experiences. So this simple rule, when you apply it, then says, gosh, resolutions, that's a weird question. And as a weirdo, I'm going to have a weird answer to that. But I'm going to take into account a whole bunch of of weird, unique factors to help me decide that, as I decide anything. Don't be sucked in by what other people do. Decide for yourself. Decide the effort that's required to achieve any change. Decide the benefits that are going to arise from any such change, from any such resolution. Your self-awareness and your passion helps you decide whether you want to change anything because a resolution necessarily implies change. I hereby resolve to change something in my life. New Year, of course, is wonderful as a marking point in our journey of life, as is our birthday, as is a wedding day, as is the birth of a child. Marking points. And the seasons are also marking points. So as human beings, we are, we are steeped in this idea of the years moving on, the new years coming along, and that sense of progress is important. Um, there's no doubt that, that we are happier when we have a sense of progress. So it becomes a useful time to go, hmm, do I want to mark this occasion with a resolution? Now, if you do decide, yes, I'm in the resolution stakes, I want to make a resolution, my life sucks, I'm not happy with my life, the question is, well, what resolution to make? Identifying whether what you are resolving is actually going to achieve what you want, and that's where the passion comes in. Do I really want that? But let's assume that you do identify a useful resolution to make. How do you make it successful? How do you improve your chances of success? I want to share with you a very powerful, simple technique, and it involves two words. Stimulus plus support. Stimulus plus support or stimuli. There might be more than one stimulus. If you want a resolution to work, then you need stimuli, reasons to achieve what you resolve. You need to understand what the pleasure-pain equation is of that resolution. What will be the benefits? What will be the pleasures that you will gain by implementing that resolution? And the more that you can write down, the more powerful the stimuli will be. What pains will you eliminate from your life if you achieve 
this resolution. If you achieve the fulfillment of this resolution, the more stimuli, the greater the chance of success. However, stimuli alone doesn't seem to work for most people. What you also need is support. You need to put in place support mechanisms. And indeed, I might do a show on this whole question of how do you put in place support mechanisms, internal and external? I've done one previously, but it's probably good for a reminder to help us fulfill our resolutions. We need support. And I want to finish by telling you a story of thousands of heart patients in a US hospital who all underwent major heart surgery and were told by their doctor, you must lose weight and get fitter. And all of these patients agreed. And the surveys over the course of years showed that, showed that only a tiny proportion of these heart patients who were told, lose weight or get fitter or you will die, succeeded. One doctor got particularly frustrated with this, so he decided to put in place some steps that really reinforce the value of support mechanisms. What he did was he required his patients who underwent surgery to come into the hospital each week for a weigh-in and an exercise session, twice a week. After one year, 75% of those patients had succeeded in losing weight and getting fitter. The average for all of America was only 10% succeeded. 90% of people fail even when death is the consequence. So you can resolve, I'll do this, otherwise I'll die, but there's a 90% chance you will fail. But... If you put in place support mechanisms, there's a 75% chance that you will succeed. So learn why you want to make these resolutions and then put in place support mechanisms. Your chances of success will improve markedly. I promise you this strategy works. It's simple, it's effective, it's clear. So... Time for some resources to help you implement this big idea. The song this week is by David Bowie. Well-known song called Changes. Changes, ch-ch-ch-changes, turn and face the strange. Great lyrics, I urge you to read them. Turn and face the strange. Don't want to be a richer man, turn and face the strange. There's going to have to be a different man. I watched the ripples change their size. Go and listen to the words of this beautiful song. My book this week is by Joe Dispenza. Excellent book. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. That's an idea, huh? That's what New Year is about. Resolutions to stop being who you were last year to be someone different. Well, we have the habit of being ourselves. Do you want to break that habit? Great book. Joe Dispenza. My quote this week by Henry Ford, the the amazing Henry Ford. He said this, Anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. The greatest thing in life is to keep your mind young. And I have to say, I despair 
to some degree, it's a word I don't use often, but I despair of my fellow Australians and people around the world who have stopped learning about C-19 and they have bought into the government narrative. You, I say anyone who has done that is ageing rapidly. Keep learning. Keep your mind young. That's what this show is about. Please embrace this beautiful idea from Henry Ford. My health tip is this. If you, unlike Novak Djokovic and unlike me, have been jabbed, there are steps that you can do. If you are waking up and realising what poisons have been put into you, there are protocols that you can follow to minimise that impact. And they're available at the worldcouncilforhealth.org. That's a website, worldcouncilforhealth.org. I am on that council. There are wonderful resources and protocols post-jab on that site. My spiritual tip for you is this. Fight for your freedom. Freedom is one of the aspects that that are deeply within our human spirituality. Do not give away your freedom lightly. Most people, research shows, would take security and give away freedom. I say that is a flawed, shitty model. Don't do that. And now for a spot of humour. I've got a couple of gags that made me laugh during the week. A guy goes in for a job interview. You see, see, there's a huge, there's a huge uh, employee shortage in this country for all sorts of interesting reasons around C19. Guy goes for a job interview. sits down with the potential boss. He says, "What do you think is your worst quality?" The man says, "I'm probably too honest." The boss says, "That's not a bad thing. I think being honest is a good quality." The guy says, "I don't care about what you think." <laughs> Yes, there you are. There's a spot of honesty. Next one. She says to him, at least invite me out to dinner. He says, I don't go out with married women. She says, but I'm your wife. He says, I make no exceptions. (laughs) Made me laugh. And lastly, here's a spot of innovation for you. The world needs innovation. Fellow comes into a bar, orders a martini. Before drinking it, he removes the olive and carefully puts it into a glass jar. Then he orders another martini and does the same thing. After an hour, when he was full of martinis and the jar was full of olives, he staggered out. Well, said the customer, I never saw anything as peculiar as that. What's so peculiar about the bartender said? His wife sent him out for a jar of olives. (laughs) I love it, I love it. Anyway... It's time, it was time for some wife jokes, so there you are. I, but I do take my wife out to dinner. So, think about how this week's big idea can make a difference to your life. A life that is meant to be all that you are capable of making. I want to provoke you, inspire you, motivate you to examine your life now and to keep doing so for the rest of your life. 
I again invite you to visit our websites, covest.com for corporate programs, public programs, and charlescovest.com for the self-awareness and passion quest. You can access my books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, from either of those websites. I'm told you can still access my books on Amazon, so that's nice to know. You can subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder and other resources that will be of value to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and the YouTube if you haven't done so, and please share it amongst your friends, relatives, family, and anyone else for whom you think this would be valuable. And until next week, may your life be full of energy-supplying passion, challenge, and happiness as you realize that you are a success because you are progressively realizing your worthy ideal. Thanks for being with us. I look forward to being with you next week. And if you want to hear about my background, then stick around. I'm about to tell you. So, here's a little addendum for newer viewers and listeners who don't know about me. Since 1993, when I left my successful legal career after 20 years of legal practice, I have been educating, inspiring, motivating, provoking audiences, large and small, one-on-one, in teams, to discover and pursue passion. Because passion is the clue, is the key to achieving extraordinary success. Passion is a source of unlimited energy from your soul, your spirit, your heart that enables you to produce extraordinary results. I've helped people in the books that I've written. I've run team building programs. I've done one-on-one executive coaching. Self-awareness and passion quest is all about one-on-one executive coaching. I'm also involved in numerous charities. I'm involved with Industrial Hemp. I'm CEO of a hemp company. I'm chairman of the Australian Institute of Comedy. I'm on the board of the Australian Cartoon Museum. I'm president of the Australia Hungry Chamber of Commerce. I'm on the board of the Kids Foundation, a charity that for the last 27 years has educated kids how to take sensible risks. I do lots of other stuff. I'm also heavily involved in pushing back against nonsense about C-19 and fighting for freedom. As I said in my Happy New Year message last week, there is a theme to what I do and it is about freedom. And comedy is about freedom. Passion is about freedom. Health is about freedom. The law is about preserving freedom. Hemp is about freedom. So that's a bit of stuff about me. I have five children. I've been successfully married three times. Julie, our wonderful producer, director, is my wife, my third and final wife. I am happy in my life. I love doing what I do. And the ideas that I share in this show, I know can work to enable you to enjoy what's happening to you each day, to be happy on a moment-by-moment basis, regardless of the crap that you need to deal with. Thanks for being with us. Look forward to being with you next week. If you have any questions please send them via email. If you want to be added to our mailing lists, please let us know, charles at covest.com. Thank you.
Bye.